the Chicago Blackhawks have won the Stanley Cup and won the Stanley Cup for the second time in four seasons. The Chicago Blackhawks have won the Stanley Cup. Blackhawk fans, and welcome to another episode of Talking Hockey. This is the first episode in uh, a little over a month now. Uh, this is Jack Bushman. I'll be going solo on this little mini pre-NHL draft episode as we are now less than 24 hours away from the NHL draft. Uh, it is about 5 in the morning uh, on Friday, uh, June 21st, and uh, I haven't been able to get much sleep just because I am so excited. Haven't been able to get actually any sleep at all. Still, I'm going on an all-nighter. Haven't been able to get any sleep at all because I'm just so excited about the NHL draft and all the possibilities uh, of where the Blackhawks or what direction the Blackhawks are going to head in. I'm super excited and anxious, a whole lot of different emotions, but uh, while I'm awake and just thinking of everything over, uh, I thought I'd just put together, you know, a little uh, mini podcast segment to put out to Blackhawk fans before the NHL draft tonight, so Without further ado, I'm going to kind of dive into uh, some thoughts I have about some prospects in contention, and uh, at the end of the episode, I'm going to kind of state uh, where I think the Blackhawks are, uh, where who they're going to draft and what direction they're going to head in. So to kind of uh, brush over some prospects in contention, I still think it really is down to Bowen Byram or Alex Turcotte. Uh, I do think that Dylan Cousins is probably the third man in the mix. I'd also like to think Trevor Zegers because of his playmaking ability. He might have a little bit uh, of say, or not not say, he might be uh, in contention still. Obviously, Stan Bowman came out and kind of said that the Blackhawks have made up their mind already, but uh, I think Trevor Zegers... is someone uh, who the Blackhawks have had their eyes on, and his stock has been rising in the last couple weeks. So um, I think those four are kind of the top four guys, uh, in my opinion. I do think it's really a two-horse race. I think it's Turcotte or Byram if the Blackhawks want to go forward route. I do think it's Alex Turcotte. Uh, and then if they deem Bowen Byram as the third-best player in the draft, I think it's hard to ignore what he brings to the table. And even though... The Blackhawks have gone defensemen uh, three times in a row in the first round now. Bowen Byram would make it four. Uh, I mean, I don't think just because he's a defenseman uh, is why we should you know, not take him, I think, if he's made, his, made a strong case to be the third, best over, uh, the third best prospect in this draft. And I think the Blackhawks should take him. Uh, Bowen Byram, talk about him first. Big defenseman, big two-way defenseman, six foot, 195, 200 pounds as an 18-year-old. You love to see that. He's got some size to him, and you know he's only going to add some weight and muscle as you know he grows and becomes a full-time NHL player and uh, as he gets older. So Bowen Byram, gifted skater. Uh, his skating has actually been dubbed as elite. He's able to jump into the play and transition, able to carry the puck from the defensive zone into the offensive zone and create offense. And he has a terrific wrist shot that he's not afraid to use to cap off a lot of plays that uh, he jumps into. Bowen Byram, watching him play, the first one of the first things besides skating that jumps out to me is his patience with the puck in the offensive zone. Every time it seems uh, that he has the puck in the offensive zone, 
something good is going to happen. He was fantastic for the Vancouver Giants. Big reason why, or huge reason why they were able to make it to Game 7 of the WHL Final, where unfortunately they lost. But Bowen Byram, incredibly patient with the puck in the offensive zone. Every time he touches it, he's making a, a calculated and smart decision. He doesn't turn the puck over a lot. He doesn't make a lot of bad choices. He's very calm and collected. He trusts his instincts. He's a good puck mover, and as I mentioned uh, a minute ago, he has a really good wrist shot that he loves to use in between the dots when he gets down low. So I really love what he has uh, to his or what he has in his offensive game. Pretty much everything you could want from a defenseman led the WHL playoffs in points. The first ever defenseman to ever do that. Uh, Seventy-one points in sixty-seven games, I believe, for the Vancouver Giants this season. Uh, 8 goals, 18 assists in 22 playoff games, and he was someone that the Giants relied on heavily in the playoffs. He was playing about uh, 30 minutes per night, and he he was you know someone that they were counting on to produce for them, and he stepped up in a lot of big moments for them, and he was the best player in the playoffs. Had they won Game 7, he would have won uh, WHL playoff MVP. So Bowen Byram, a lot of good things uh, about him. He does a lot of things well offensively, but he's no slouch defensively as well. He's very capable of handling his own in the defensive zone. Uh, he doesn't sacrifice any skill in the defensive zone. He's just as good there as he would be in the offensive zone. Doesn't sacrifice anything. Uh, plays a solid stand-up game, likes to stand up players at the blue line. Uh, not afraid to get physical. He has a big body. Even as a young kid, you know he's not afraid to get physical. So that's something uh, that the Blackhawks probably like to see. Not a lot of physicality on the Blackhawks' uh, back end. So Byram's not afraid to kind of play that style of hockey. Uh, not, not afraid to play physical, but he really does uh, play his best when he's playing at a high pace, playing up-tempo, carrying the puck from the defensive zone which is what the NHL is transitioning into today. It's a lot of speed, a lot of defensemen that are able to you know, carry the puck from the defensive zone into the offensive zone and uh, create offense. That's kind of the way the game's transitioning to. So Bowen Byram seems like a perfect fit for today's NHL. And really, uh, he is considered, um, he's known more as an offensive defenseman, but... Uh, Defensively, he doesn't really have any clear-cut weaknesses right now. No one, none of the scouts have really uh, found anything that could be uh, a big concern at this point of his development. One uh, thing I did read about Bone Byram is that sometimes he does get caught puck watching, or he kind of gets out of his uh, area and kind of loses gap control in the defensive zone sometimes while he's caught puck watching, but. Most scouts say that's due to uh, his tendencies to jump into the play and just want to get on the attack and create offensively. So he has to uh, become more of a stay-at-home defenseman. Obviously, already has the offensive abilities. Saw that uh, a lot this last year. Six overtime winners where he was just dangerous with uh, a lot of ice in front of him. So he's just kind of got to kind of tune up some things defensively. Uh, but overall, he projects as a number one top-pairing defenseman, something that the Blackhawks, although they do have a lot of defenseman prospects, uh, it's been mentioned a lot this offseason that uh, guys like Adam Boquist, uh, 
Nicholas Bodan, Ian Mitchell, scouts. A lot of scouts aren't really sure how those guys are, if those guys are going to pan out to be number one defensemen. Most scouts don't see those guys as number one. They see those guys as number two uh, just because they have a lot of, they do, most of them have a lot of offensive skill and uh, have, you know, lit up the stat sheet for their respected junior teams. Uh, But there always seems to be a but with those kind of prospects, especially Bodan and Boquist. When you talk about how good they are offensively, you know, with Adam Boquist, people are saying, you know, you put him on an NHL team right now and he'll probably do fine in uh, the offensive zone, but he's probably going to struggle in the defensive zone, and that's, you know, the same kind of knack on Nicholas Bodan right now. So uh, obviously these kids are still young and there's time to grow and become solid defensemen. They're still just 18, 19 years old. But Bowen Byram just kind of projects at a different level than those guys do. He actually projects as a number one because of the defense he's able to play. Uh, you know, Boquist and Bodan, we haven't seen or heard many good things defensively about those guys. So if the Blackhawks kind of do have question marks uh, about the future of their defense, although they do have a lot of prospects coming up, I do personally think Henry Yokiharu could be a number one defenseman one day. But, I mean, a pairing of Yoki Haru and um, Bowen Byram would be a dream come true. But, um, you know, the fact that Bowen Byram projects as a number one defenseman has to, you know, catch the eyes of the the Blackhawks. You know, it has to get their attention because we don't have that many or any really sound defensive defensemen or defensive defensemen prospects. So that's why Bowen Byram has so much attention drawn to him at the number three pick just because he's something unique and different that the Blackhawks, you know, don't have right now. They do have a lot of defensemen, but they don't have a lot of defensemen like him. So something to keep an eye on. If the Blackhawks deem that Bowen Byram is the third best player overall, I do think they take him. And interesting to note uh, that in most... Fan polls on Twitter, obviously this doesn't mean much, just fan polls. Uh, But Bowen Byram appears to be the current fan favorite. Not that, as I just said, not that that means much. But uh, it's still interesting to see that uh, even though the Blackhawks do have a lot of defenseman prospects, fans still want them to take Bowen Byram third overall. So we'll just have to wait and see if that happens. But if they do not select Bowen Byram, then they very well could select Alex Turcott out of the U.S. development program. Uh, high intensity, high motor, a lot of skill, good hockey IQ, someone that can play a good 200-foot game as, you know, Blackhawks fans thinking of Jonathan Taze. He's the hometown kid, uh, grew up in Buffalo Grove, has a lot of Chicago ties. It almost just makes too much sense, you know, Alex Turcott. Chicago kid going in, um, going into a locker room full of people that he grew up, you know, looking up to and, um, you know, kind of idolizing, playing pond hockey, dreaming of being those guys, you know, soon enough he could be in that locker room with those players. So that's an interesting situation. Alex Turcotte, I I really think he has a lot of skill. That's, that's what, uh, a lot of people are high on him for is that, you know, he probably has the most skill out of the forwards available. 
He has really good speed, uh, wins a lot of puck battles, even though he doesn't have that much size, can play center, which is attractive to the Blackhawks because they're going to, as Jonathan Taze gets older, they're going to need someone to step up. Obviously, they do have Dylan Strome, but, you know, the better or the more depth you have down the middle, the better off you are. So, obviously, you know, having a potential number one center of the future like Alex Turcotte would not be a bad thing at all for the Blackhawks' future. So, that's going to be an interesting situation for sure if the Blackhawks want to go Turcotte. Um, I think he's kind of an interesting prospect just because of his injury situation, his illness last year. He was obviously dominant when healthy, uh, you know, averaging over two points per game in some stretches. But I just, I don't know, in the back of my head, I just can't get over what Craig Button said. Although, you know, it's just one guy's word. You don't want to, you know, take all, take that in, into account too much. But just the fact that after watching the U.S. development team for a, a long period of time, for him to come out and say that there wasn't one time where he thought Alex Turcotte was the best player uh, on the ice that day, that's just kind of concerning to me. I, I'm not denying that the kid has skill. Obviously, look at the numbers he put up. If he played a full season, those numbers would have been absolutely ridiculous. But I just can't seem to get over that. Um I really do like Alex Turcotte's game. He's one of those guys. I, I kind of feel this way about all the prospects, but the more I read about him, the more I watch him, the more I seem to like him. Um, I, I I would not be angry at all if the Blackhawks decided to draft Alex Turcotte. I, I think he I think he does have the highest upside of all the forwards available, just because uh, of his motor. I think you know I think his drive is clear. Um, his dad, Alfie Turcotte, played in the NHL. He's got a great family structure. Pretty much was, you know, raised by an NHL player. Uh, raised by an NHL player to become an NHL player one day. So, that's obviously good family ties. And if the Blackhawks were to draft him, uh, goes to Wisconsin for a year, close to home. Uh, you know, close to his family. Very comfortable situation. Uh, comes to Chicago. A lot of family, very comfortable developing. I just think that would be a really good situation for Alex Turcotte to develop in. Uh, obviously, a lot of pressure would be on his shoulders, but I still think, you know, you'd rather um, be close to. You know, nonetheless, who you know, whether you're from Chicago or not, the Blackhawks are going to put Blackhawks and Blackhawks fans in particular are going to put a lot of pressure on whoever the third overall pick's shoulders. They're, the Blackhawks are going to put a lot of pressure on them to produce for this team in the next couple seasons. Uh, a lot of high expectations, and with so many, so many um, close prospects in the rankings, I think two through ten, it really is a toss-up. It could go in a lot of different ways, you know, with um, all these players so close together. Um, you know, it, it, it's. It's going to be all the little things, I think, are going to make the biggest difference. And I think, you know, putting Alex Turcotte in a situation that he's comfortable in, I, I think, you know, that's going to help him. There's going to be pressure nonetheless, but playing for, you know, a team he's always wanted to play for with, you know, guys that, you know, he's looked up to his whole career, you know, playing for his hometown team, I, I you know, I just don't see how it can get any better than that. I think that's, uh, you know, if I were Alex Turcotte, I mean, 
that sounds like a dream come true to me. I couldn't even imagine being in his shoes. I mean, he's pretty much, he's a couple years younger than me, but I mean, I grew up watching those Blackhawks. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like. That would be the coolest thing in the world. So I think that would be more comfortable uh, than traumatizing for Alex Turcotte. So I think that could be a very comfortable situation. Um, Obviously that he's a Chicago kid shouldn't be the reason that the Blackhawks take him, and it won't be the reason that the Blackhawks take him. But, you know, it definitely can't hurt. But some interesting Alex Turcotte news that I have, I actually have a little source in the loop here. Uh, Not sure how credible they are. I'm not going to give away my source, obviously. But uh, it's an interesting source that I have from a close friend of mine that uh, I went to school with. Um, He actually reached out to me and said, Turcotte seems to be a guarantee at three to the Hawks. And I said, what makes you say this? And he said, I mean, uh, obviously this could all be speculation, but it will be a hell of a story if the Blackhawks do take Alex Turcotte. Uh, he said that he's got a friend in the loop uh, that grew up around the Turcotte family and had his dad as a coach for a few years. And he's very close with the family. And he seems very sure that it's Alfie's kid at three was the quote, what I was sent to me saying, my buddy is really sure it's Alfie's kid at three, so we'll see. So that's, you know, an interesting scenario, obviously, if anyone were to have a little bit of a hint besides the Blackhawks organization, it would be the family. Um, Scott Powers, a reporter for The Athletic for the Blackhawks, he ran into Alex Turcott at O'Hare, uh, not sure if it was yesterday or two days ago now, but he ran into Alex Turcotte at O'Hare, and he said Turcotte felt very confident about the draft, said he really thinks he's going three or four overall, which I think that's going to happen. I think um, if the Blackhawks don't take Turcotte at three, I think he's going four to Colorado. Uh, if I think if the Blackhawks do take Turcotte at three, it's going to be interesting, which forward Colorado takes at four. I think then Byram takes, or the Kings take Byram at five that kind of getting off track there, but Turcotte confident he's going three or four. Um, obviously he's confident in his abilities. No doubt. All these guys have a little, little chip on their shoulder. I wouldn't go as far to say they're cocky, but they know what they're capable of at this point in this career. And you know, they're not going to sell themselves short, but for him to go out and say, he thinks he's going to go three or four kind of makes me scratch my head. Um, you know, I feel like, just in that situation, you run into a top prospect and at the airport and you're asking him about this stuff. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be comfortable wherever I'm going. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be great no matter where I go, whether I go here, 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 it's all going to be great. Uh, I'm just excited to get started with my new team. The fact that he came out and said that he thinks he's going three or four, I think shows the serious interest that the Blackhawks have with Turcotte at three. Um, I think that just kind of shows I think that just shows that if the Blackhawks are taking a forward, it's going to be Alex Turcotte. And if they don't take Turcotte at three, I think the only way they don't take Turcotte at three right now is if they were to take Bowen Byram. And that's why I said I think this is a two-horse race right now. Um, And it's going to be interesting. I'm super excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, Something that I also do want to mention while I talk about my, you know, source, I guess you could say it. <laughs> I guess you could say it's a source, but uh, 
it's going to be fun to see, you know, if that source turns out to be true because there's also sources that, uh, that uh, Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score, he said that he had sources telling him that the Blackhawks were wanting to go to the center route. And then uh, Chief, Barstool Chief, he said on Twitter that he had sources telling him that the Blackhawks were uh, heavily favoring Bowen Byram at three. So obviously at this time of the year, everyone becomes, you know, an NHL uh, prospect scout. <laughs> everyone thinks they know everything about every prospect. Um, in reality, these are just 17, 18-year-old kids. Their careers could go totally opposite ways from what anyone thinks, even, you know, some of the top prospects or top scouts, I should say. Um, you know, it's just a projection. It's just uh, an educated guess how they think they're going to pan out. Obviously, it can go in a different direction, but um, it's just interesting to see that um, multiple people are just having multiple different sources. Uh, it's going to make for... Uh, great, um, I can't think of the word, not tension, but it's going to, uh, just kind of make for, um, it's going to build up some, build up some, uh, intensity right before the pick. Just, I want to see, you know, who had their sources right. Um, especially everyone that's just been in the Twitter mentions lately, just saying, you know, I've mostly been trying to stay as unbiased as I can with the third overall pick. I'm just trying to see mostly uh, what the Blackhawks fans think about this whole situation. I just think that's the coolest part of this whole process is just getting the fans' opinions and hearing everyone's butt in their heads, ideas clashing. And I'm just kind of here, not stirring the pot, I would say, but just kind of sitting back with, you know, my feet up and my hands behind my head and just you know, kind of listening to all the speculation going out there. But um, just kind of can't wait to hear some people shut up and realize how wrong they were about uh, about the prospects and, you know, oh, the Blackhawks are definitely going this route. Oh, it's, it's not even a question. Oh, it's not even a question whether or not the Blackhawks should take a forward. Well, obviously it is, or else Bowen Byram wouldn't be in consideration. So it, it's ridiculous how opinionated some people are and how... Uh, how right they think their opinions are when they're just opinions. And the only opinion that really matters is the Blackhawks' front office. So people are kind of getting upset about some just some reasons that don't even really matter. It's just causing a whole lot of chaos on social media. It's been a fun, kind of crazy scenario, but I'm kind of ready for it to come to an end, kind of see everyone die down. Uh, so, yeah, if it is, in fact, a two-horse race like uh, a lot of people think it is, uh, it could go either way still. It could very well be Bowen Byram if the Blackhawks think he's the best player. Uh, it could be Alex Turcotte if the Blackhawks, you know, want a potential number one center if they want to add to uh, a very thin forward prospect pool. The Blackhawks do not have a lot of uh, good forward prospects. That's something they currently lack. So Alex Turcotte would, without a doubt, be uh, the Blackhawks' Uh, top prospect since Patrick Kane was drafted uh, number one overall in 2007. So Alex Turcotte, a lot of um, lot of a uh, lot of upside to his game. Uh, I mean, having for or having center depth and especially center depth with skill, skill and compete and just uh, a knack and tenacity 
uh, and a drive to win. That's kind of what everyone's been saying about Alex Turcotte. He's a bulldog. You know, uh, I heard on another on the Blackhawks NBC, the Hawks Talk podcast, that uh, people were describing Alex Turcotte as a bulldog in, in practice. If someone were to take a puck away from him, he's the type of guy who'll slash you on the hands to let you know that that's not going to happen again and it's not okay with him. Um, I love to hear that intensity. It makes you think of Jonathan Taze and just the drive to want to be the best. And the drive to want to be the best got the Blackhawks three Stanley Cups. It got Jonathan Taze, you know, one of the best leaders, voted one of the best leaders in all of professional sports. And Alex Turcotte has a lot of similar qualities to that. So that would be awesome to see, uh, you know, if the Blackhawks do go the forward route, add another top forward prospect and a forward prospect with a skill that we haven't seen in over 10 years. So that's going to be uh, an exciting situation. And I I do want to talk a little bit about other prospects because I do think they still are in the mix. I think Dylan Cousins uh, in particular is still in consideration, mostly uh, because he does have a lot of speed and playmaking uh, uh, ability. He, um, He... is a right-handed center, and the Blackhawks do not have very many right-handed forwards. Right now, the only right-hand forwards that the Blackhawks uh, have are Alex DeBrinkett and John Hayden. Everyone else is a left-handed shot at, at the NHL level right now. So um, I know they do have some righties in the prospect pool of righties in Rockford, but to add you know, a, a dominant 200-foot player that can potentially play center with top-level speed and a lot of size like Dylan Cousins down the middle. That is very enticing. Dylan Cousins has been a prospect that I have liked since uh, the Blackhawks managed to steal the number three overall pick. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin at that time was obviously still uh, really in contention for the third overall pick and was the favorite in most people's eyes. But Dylan Cousins was, you know, kind of the next guy up, someone that uh, Blackhawks fans have liked for a long time now just because, uh, you know, a lot of people saw size, speed, skill, uh, had a really good numbers in the WHL. Uh, he's, you know, all he's done in the WHL since joining the Lethbridge Hurricanes was put up points. Um, I, I really hope if the Blackhawks, you know, do draft Dylan Cousins that he will pan out and play center that's kind of been the biggest knack on him is that some scouts aren't sure if he'd perform better uh, at center or at the wing and he hasn't had the best face-off numbers uh, coming up obviously he's still young and there's time for that to grow but uh, you know if the Blackhawks did select Dylan Cousins I could see them you know starting him out on the wing Blackhawks do like to do that a lot. They'll start players off on the wing, kind of ease their way into taking face-offs. That's kind of the process they went uh, with Nick Schmaltz, kind of started him out on the wing. They wanted him to move to center because they know that's where he has the best potential to become a top six, even top-line playmaker. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out, but uh, the Blackhawks could kind of use that same strategy if they do select Dylan Cousins. So... Dylan Cousins, big body, speed, skill, hard not to like him. Uh, I honestly think that he has kind of been underrated 
uh, one of the guys that hasn't been getting as much hype as I think they should be. Uh, he had a really good combine, uh, very, very strong, did, did well in a lot of the uh, weightlifting drills. So I'm not sure uh, if there's any reason besides uh, the co- the question about whether or not he'll play center that are causing people or causing scouts not have him higher up on the list. But uh, Dylan Cousins, he plays with such an incredible speed. He may not have the stick handling um, in play that, you know, finesse game that some top prospects may, and that could be a reason why he's not, you know, considered necessarily as a top five guy in most people's mock drafts. But I think he has a lot of upside to his game, and I think if he just continues to uh, add weight to his body as he gets older, he could be a lethal power forward in the NHL one day. Um, So I think if the Blackhawks want to go Dylan Cousins, I could not argue that pick at all. Um, During the interviews at the uh, NHL NHL Prospects Media Day, uh, he came out and said he thought he was NHL ready. Um, Not sure that uh, NHL GMs would agree with that right away. But it's nice to see that he has that confidence in himself. He thinks he can jump in the top level and play right away. Uh, and, and that doesn't really, or at least from the Blackhawks' front office, at least from their word, uh, which is the right decision, they're not really focused on next year. They're focused on how this prospect is going to be in three or four years. But it certainly would be nice to have a prospect come in and uh, come in next year. And even if they don't do much, kind of get their feet wet and you know just kind of learn what the NHL is about, and the only prospects that have come out and said that they thought they were NHL ready were Bowen Byram and Dylan Cousins. So I think Byram absolutely steps into the NHL next season. I don't think there's a question about it. Uh, but if Dylan Cousins, whether he is drafted by the Blackhawks or not, that will be an interesting situation to see if he plays in the NHL next season or not. Uh, and then another prospect I want to talk about. Trevor Zegras, so his stock has kind of been rising the last couple weeks. Um, I think a lot of general managers and scouts love his playmaking abilities. He is the best passer of this draft class. Uh, He also is a center. Um, So I think that's something that the Blackhawks, as I said earlier, Blackhawks, obviously they need some center depth. They need forward depth in general, but specifically centers. And uh, Trevor Zegers having a playmaker like him, uh, a lot of scouts saying he projects to be a 90-point player at the NHL level. Um, Having him as a future, you know, top-line center doesn't look like a bad thing at all. Uh, Great kid. I loved listening to him talk. Has a great personality. Someone, uh, as I've said on live videos, someone that would jump into the locker room and everyone would like. Zeegs, uh, funny kid, great personality, uh, and a great hockey player. Uh, also someone, the more I watched, the more I just was wowed by uh, his creative playmaking ability. He made some crazy passes for the development team that uh, had me, you know, he, he based his game off Patrick Kane. He grew up watching Patrick Kane, as a lot of these prospects did. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see that he he is kind of like a young Patrick Kane as to he's definitely more of a passer than he is a goal scorer. We've really seen Patrick Kane become a big-time goal scorer uh, in the last four or five years or so as to when he came into the NHL. 
He was just, you know, uh, he was a past first guy scoring 20, uh, 30 goals at most was, you know, 30 goals was a good season for Patrick Kane for sure. Not that 30 goals isn't a good season. 30 goals is a good season for anyone. But uh, I think that's kind of how Zegras projects right now, someone that's going to come in the league and may not be a, a, a shot first guy, which is kind of the mentality uh, a lot of young prospects should have. Uh, trying to do too much, create too many plays. When the simple play is just to put the puck on that, good things happen when you put the puck on that. You can't score unless you put the puck on that. So um, he may not be uh, as aggressive of a shooter as um, he may need to be as he wa- as he comes into the NHL. But his playmaking ability alone, you know, has me thinking that he really could be a top five. Uh, he he could be a top five talent. Hell, if I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he winds up being one of the top players of this draft class because he has great vision, great patience. He's a playmaker, and I think coming in to the NHL, you would much rather be a playmaker than a sniper because I think you know it, it's kind of I hate to compare it like this. It's kind of like basketball, you know, if you come into the NBA as an 18-year-old and you already know how to play defense, you can rebound and you can pass, people can teach you how to shoot. You can learn how to become a better scorer. And that's the same thing in the NHL, you know, you come in, you already have the vision, you already have uh, the playmaking ability, the passing, you have the skill set, you're just not necessarily as aggressive as you need to be. That's something you can teach someone. That's, you know, that's something that you can learn and grow into over time. So I think Trevor Zegras, the fact that he has um, a lot of the tougher things, a lot of the tougher skills, uh, he has a, a uh, he's really good at the tougher, uh, I can't get this out, he's really good at the tougher skills in hockey. Um, You know, the vision, the crazy passes, the playmaking ability, coming into the zone and knowing where your teammates are without even having to look at them. You know, that's something that maybe slides under the radar a little bit, but it definitely shouldn't. And Trevor Zegers, I think, is going to make a team, whatever team takes him, very happy. Uh, I personally think the Blackhawks probably won't take him. I think he's someone that winds up going. I have him going to... Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, who I think would fall in love with a player like Trevor Zegers, would be a huge part of their rebuild. Uh, but man, just every day that I, every day that goes by, I try to rank prospects in my head, like one through five, one through six, because there's about, you know, five. Uh, Mark Kelly, director of scouting for the Blackhawks, a couple weeks ago said it was down to six prospects. And I could not keep the same order over and over again. I kept putting guys in front of, right? I kept putting people in front of the other, you know, right? When uh, I would think I'd have, you know, I'd be like, hmm, maybe, maybe Alex Turcotte, you know, maybe we go a different route. And then I'd be like, mm, well, you know, it almost just makes too much sense, you know, 200 for forward. But then I'd be like, well, Dylan Cousins can do that too, and he's got some size. And then I'd think about it and be like, well, Trevor Zegers is the best passer of this draft class. Well, Bowen Byram's the best defenseman of this draft class. Well, Cole Caulfield's the best scorer of this draft class. It's all ridiculous, you know. It could go on and be an endless cycle. Um, and that's that's been the fun of this process is 
2 through 10, it really could go in any different direction. And it's been a lot of fun so far, and, you know, I'm really excited to see which direction the Blackhawks uh, want to go in because I really think there is no wrong choice. I think no matter who uh, they come away with, it's going to be a big win for the Blackhawks, and that's the biggest thing I want to emphasize to Blackhawks fans is that, you know, even if the Blackhawks take the prospect that you didn't want them to take, this is not a time to pout. This is a time to celebrate. This is the team's first top three pick since 2007. That's 12 years ago. The last top three picks we've had have been Kane and Taves. It's gone fantastic. It's been a while, but it's gone fantastic for us. This is a time to be excited because there's a good chance we come away with a franchise-altering player. No matter which prospect that is, there is a good chance they change the way this franchise goes and is run in the next five years or so. And I think um, if the Bla- I think the biggest outrage um, is going to be the fans that are so uh, so one-sided on the Blackhawks wanting to take a forward. And if the Blackhawks take Bowen Byram, I think that's going to be the biggest outrage. But I don't understand how that could be an outrage because... If we do take Bowen Byram, we just took this draft class's top defenseman. There is no doubt he is the best defenseman, you know, at this moment. There is no doubt he is the best defensive prospect in this draft class. After watching the Blackhawks' defense for 82 games last season, I don't know how that could not make you scream for the heavens. We just got the best defenseman of this year's draft class. And that won't make some people happy. That blows my mind. You you know, we just had the arguably the worst defense in the league. We allowed the second most goals per game in the league, only behind the sad, 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 sad Ottawa Senators. That's how pathetic our defense was last year. And if you're not happy that we just snagged the, this draft class's top defensive prospect who could potentially come into the NHL next season as an 18-year-old and make a difference. If that doesn't make you happy, then I don't know if you should be cheering for the Blackhawks anymore because, honestly, that's almost best-case scenario for the Blackhawks' defense. Like, I don't know, uh, now that, not even really that free agent defenseman, especially the big-name free agent defenseman that we're going to get, you know, a good amount of money, those guys weren't ever really um, realistic options for the Blackhawks, so I'm not sure what defensive move this offseason could get better than drafting Bowen Byram. You know, even if you wanted to get a forward, I think um, real realistically, that's the best direction for our defense to head in, unless you're trying to break the bank for a, a defenseman that you know. W- this free agent class, uh, I'm not really sold on any of those big-name defensemen. You know, a guy like uh, Tyler Myers who's going to be available. Hell, Eric Carlson, I didn't even want Eric Carlson. Like, none of the big-name defensemen in this draft, you know, Alex Adler, um, Anton Strawman, uh, like, guys like that, you know, those are risks, because those are some older guys who are going to be bigger contracts. 
So, you know, I don't know how it could get better for the Blackhawks' defense than selecting Bowen Byram. So even if you want the Blackhawks to take Alex Turcotte, you think Alex Turcotte it should 100% be the pick. If the Blackhawks go with Bowen Byram, then you should be happy. And on the flip side, if the Blackhawks don't draft Bowen Byram, I, I do think there could be outrage. How don't you take the, you know, uh, all these forwards? There's, you know, no guarantee who's the top forward at number three, but Bowen Byram's for sure the top defenseman at three. Well, look at our forward prospect, guys. Uh, it's very thin, especially down the middle. How could you argue adding a, you know, a potential top-line center of the future? How could you argue that? So I think it's just kind of ridiculous that uh, Blackhawks fans don't realize how good of a situation we are in right now uh, because, as I stated, no matter who we take, there's a good chance we walk away with a franchise-altering player. So, Blackhawks fans, I think uh, that is uh, it's a good point right now to wrap this episode up. It's about 5.50 in the morning. I should probably probably catch some sleep at some point here just so uh, I don't lose my mind before this NHL draft running rampant on Twitter. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all the listeners out there. Of course, as always, it means so much to me. Uh, and, yeah, last thing, just want to emphasize again, be happy. This is a time to celebrate. This is not a time to pout. This is a, a huge chance for the Blackhawks to, you know, get things back on track and head in the right direction and make the defense great again. Make this team a playoff team again. We're just a couple pieces away. We really are. I mean, we were almost a playoff team last season, and we had, you know, as I just said, arguably the worst defense in the league, allowed the second most goals. Obviously, we probably wouldn't have went far in the playoffs, but you know who knows? Um, some play four games of playoff hockey. Even if we were to get swept, four games of playoff hockey, uh, you know, it's better than no playoff hockey. Um, so this is a time to celebrate, Blackhawks fans. Be ready because some good news is going to be coming our way uh, in a little over twelve hours now. Super excited, Blackhawks fans. Make sure to take it all in because who knows the next time the Blackhawks are going to get a top three pick. So, yeah, thank you again to all the listeners out there. Make sure to subscribe to the Twitter page at Talk Hockey. Uh, you can follow me, my personal Twitter account, at Jack Bushman, too. Uh, and, yeah, guys, so that's all I got for tonight, or uh, for this morning for tonight. That's all I got for this morning. Yeah, that shows you how badly I need some sleep. But thank you again. That's going to do it for this episode of Talking Hockey. Make our team great again. I won't say make our defense great again because then that makes it makes it seem like I want us to take Bone Byram and I really just want us to take, you know, whoever we're most confident in. So thank you again to all the listeners out there. As always, uh, peace out, and, you know, hopefully we make the right choice tonight. Go Hawks.